we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello everybody, this is Gregory and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. Are you woke? Not in the liberal nonsensical way, but in the red pill way. Today we're going to talk about Red Flags Part 2. I recommend that if, did you not listen to the first segment, you go and listen to that. It's in no particular order, but in that one we covered the physical and financial red flags. Today we're going to do red flags 11 to 20, 21-ish. And again, this video is, I'm sorry, this episode is for men who want to brave the pitfalls of, the, of marriage. They want to do it. They haven't purged the thirst or they feel that they found the unicorn and they're willing to take the risk. Now, if you men are willing to take the risk, prenup, prenup, prenup. And we have an episode on why she should not say no to a prenup. It's not like she won't get any money when you die. It's just she won't get any money if she leaves you. So it serves as a check on any temptation of her to leave. And we know that women disproportionately initiate divorce. So if she really loved you, she would understand where you're coming from as to why you'd want to protect your assets if she were to do a capricious thing like break up the family. But if you're going to marry, you need to know the red flags. So go check out part one. Today we're going to do past relationship red flags and emotional red flags. Now, that's not to say if, if your partner, prospective partner, has one of these 31 red flags, you're out. It's ultimately up to you how many of these red flags are you willing to tolerate? Now, some of these, I would say, are non-negotiables. <laughs> but again, it's really a question of how much simpery is there out there that you have. Because a simp would be like, it's okay, she's got 27 out of the 31. That means she's got four good things. And some men you know their value and their worth. Like, no, nah, she's got more than, let's say, three. And some of these are... are, are you know, on the on the border of not being a red flag, like we talked about in the previous episode about exercise addiction, you know, that could go both ways. If she likes to work out every day, that's a good thing. She'll stay in shape. And you can remind her, hey, you need to stay in shape. If you don't stay in shape, I'm going to start looking around. Yeah. And that might motivate her to work harder. You know, you can still... Do a kind of uh, modified plate spinning while married. Certainly if you make the money and she, and she signed the prenup because you still have some modicum of leverage. Without a prenup, man has no leverage from the cluster B whack jobs that could take everything from you. All right, so let's get to it. Red flag number 11. We're in the past relationship red flags. Number 11. The person has had multiple sexual partners. Now, we know the studies vindicate this. The more sexual partners a woman has, the higher rate of infidelity, higher rate of divorce, higher rate of severe psychiatric problems, depression, anxiety. And we kind of know this on a physiological level. Think about it. The woman is the receiver of the seed, and she absorbs the man's essence. We did that episode on how 
semen is a natural antidepressant for women. And we talked about how semen is absorbed by the bloodstream. So that man's DNA is coursing through her body. And sex is very impactful for a lot of women. They release a lot more oxytocin, which I think is good on one level in terms of bonding with the man. Men don't release as much. Uh, you know, we like to pump and dump or you know, so are wild oats, whatever, whatever kind of proverb you want to use, hackneyed proverb. But I kind of make it akin to a Band-Aid. You know, women, the more partners they have, it's like putting on a Band-Aid and then ripping it off and trying to re-adhere it to the skin. It will only re-adhere so many times. And afterwards, the woman just ends up not being able to pair bond. They have pair bonding problems because they've had so many sexual partners. They've ridden the carousel. So I think this one we don't have to spend too much time on. Now, is it your right or business to know how many sexual partners she's had in the past? I would re-question that question, rephrase that question by saying, does she have a right to know how many sexual partners you have? Now, if your answer immediately is yes, I would tell you that's a bad idea. I would tell you, you never tell a woman how many sexual partners you've had. Because A, if it's too low, then she questions what? Because women do want to be with men who've had experience. They don't want to be with virgins. They want to be with men with experience. And also, they'll be questioning the investment. They're like, well, what's wrong with this guy? If other girls don't want him, or if he hasn't had a lot of partners, what am I not seeing? And if you've had too many, then she could think that you have pair bonding problems. You're like a sex addict, and you can't be faithful. You're a philanderer. So the best thing to do is never tell her. Now, if she wants to tell you, that's one thing. But understand with a lot of women, whatever the number is, they half it. So they don't come off as much being a whore. And then we did that episode, women don't be a whore. So if they do tell you a number, just always kind of take it with a grain of salt. Number 12, the person has an STD. It's a red flag, right? Because especially if it's a viral STD, HIV, HPV, herpes, you have these, you can get these. These never go away. HPV, there's 40 different strains. Only four of them cause cervical cancer. We cover this in the episode about why you shouldn't let your kids take the Gardasil vaccine for HPV. That might not be in the feed anymore because that might have been one of the first 100 episodes, but you have to go to Naturopathic Earth or SoundCloud to listen to it. But... Those are the gifts that keep on giving. Herpes, if she has herpes, you have a chance to get it. You have a 10% chance to get it even if she doesn't have a flare-up. But certainly when she's having a flare-up, you can easily get it. HIV, we don't have to spend time on that. The bacterial STDs, luckily, an antibiotic will knock it out. Now, what some women don't know is if they have an STD that's bacterial, like syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia, those can lead to infertility. So... It is a red flag. Is it like a non-negotiable if she got syphilis when she was 18? Yeah, it's really up to you. But if she's got herpes, uh, <laughs> clearly HIV is non-negotiable. You'd be an idiot to marry a woman with HIV. And HPV, it's pretty common. Look, 50% of sexually active adults have an STD. More often than that, that's going to be HPV, which is uh, beaten by the immune system. The immune system can typically knock that out. But again, it is a red flag. Number 13, the person has been previously married, especially if she initiated divorce. Now, this is a big one because she's already set the precedent that she has no problems leaving a man, leaving a man maybe that she has a child or children with. 
And you could extrapolate this out to a woman who has kids or been married multiple times, and then you meet her, and you're thinking of marrying her. So she's established the president that she's left two men or two fathers of children. So what makes you think she won't leave you? Oh, but it's different. She's changed. That's all the Captain save a white knight narrative you've been listening to. She's changed. She's reformed. You can get J-Lo out of the hood, but the hood, you can't get out of J-Lo. So this is a humongous red flag. Humongous. Because again, the precedent has been set. Why do you think the divorce rate of second marriage is a 70%? There's a lot of reasons for that. We covered that in a previous episode. So when you're getting the divorce A, be careful of the white knight narrative. You ask her, why'd you divorce? Oh, she was, he was narcissistic, controlling, abusive. All right, prove it. You, you, you know what you need to do? Talk to the ex. Talk to the ex. Hey, is it true? Why'd you guys divorce? Get his side. Now, he might spin it in a negative way to make her look bad, but then you'll know the truth is somewhere in the middle. You, if you have pretty good discernment, you can figure out what the truth is. Or he might be like, bro, yeah, I was a horrible husband. She's right. She's a great girl. All right. So you, it's a win-win by talking to the ex. Now, if she doesn't want you to talk to the ex, that's a red flag, right? What is she hiding? If she's like, yeah, you can talk to my ex. We get along very well. That's a good sign. No doubt that's a red flag. And you men who are ready to marry a previous married woman, especially if she initiated divorce, I don't want to. I don't want to hear the reasons for it. Humongous red flag. If she's already been able to break the vows of matrimony, especially if it was a sacramental marriage, married in the church. What makes you think she won't do it to you? And not to mention, look, if you're religious, especially if you're Orthodox Catholic, and they were married in the church, the first marriage, and she hasn't gotten annulled. You know if you marry her, you're going to have to marry her civilly. That's still fornication. Because she's still, in the eyes of God, married to the first husband. That's Jesus' words. I'm not going to contradict the words of Jesus Christ. See, a lot of guys who remarry in civilly in the second marriage, they're going to get married in the barn, they're going to marry in the beach. You're still fornicating. The civil document means jack shit. So just remember that. Red flag 14, the person has kids from a previous relationship. All right, you don't want to be the, the retro cuckold, the stepdad. You don't sit in the animal kingdom. Animal kingdom, alpha, new guy comes in. He doesn't go hunt and then bring meat back to raise another man's or another male's offspring. No, what does he do? He kills the offspring of the, of the previous alpha's kids. And then he starts breeding out the female. And then... He goes hunting and provides food for the woman and for their offspring. That's the way it is in the animal world. I'm not saying that you should go and kill the, the stepkids. I'm not saying that at all, of course. But I'm just saying that we are animals and we're mammals. Now, of course, we have intellect and will and volition, and we, we're higher-level thinking, clearly, than animals. But being a stepdad is a thankless job because you are putting resources into raising another man's seed so well, like I've talked about with other episodes like why would you marry a menopausal woman why would the, the seven signs that show that you don't think you're the catch or the king it reflects on you more than on her you can get why a single mom divorce would want to be with a man who has no kids who makes money you can, you, I can understand that everyone can understand that but when you introduce like when you introduce your wife your new wife uh, at a cocktail party if there were cocktail parties still 
And you would ask, they're like, oh, these are kids? Like, oh, no, these are my stepkids. And there's three stepkids. And you're like, oh. You looked, you look, they look down on you like, oh, your stepdad. You know, like it's a noble thing. Like, if you want to adopt foster kids or adopt kids, that is a noble thing. Absolutely. I have a friend who did that. He adopted five kids from foster, foster, the foster system. God bless him. And they're all siblings. It was the same mom and dad. She was a crack whore or some drug whore. And they just kept having kids. And so he's like, well, I want to keep all these siblings together. So they adopted all five at one time. God bless you. But for the regular the regular man, you're taking on a lot. And those kids, when, they, when they're cute and five years old, that's one thing. When they hit 15, oh, get ready for the, you're not my dad. I don't have to listen to you. You're doing all that teenage angst. And this is one I've talked about in the stepfather effect episode. Kids not raised by their biological father in the same home have a 40 times more likely chance to be abused, 50 times more likely chance to be murdered, 15 times more likely chance to be uh, su suffer unintended death. And some of it is the stepdad turns on the kids, right? At the beginning, he's still kind of denapped by the wife, but eventually he gets angry and sometimes he just takes out on the kid. The mom, the, the, the wife, is so codependent because she doesn't want to lose this man because she doesn't think she can get another man, sometimes turns a blind eye because of the codependence. And also the other thing is, again, if she's already established that she has no problems breaking up a marriage and separating the kids from their father, no matter what narrative she tells you, what makes you think she won't do that to you? You have a kid with her and she'll leave you. Again, the divorce rate is 70% for second marriages. So statistically, there's a decent chance she'll leave you too. Would you get on a plane that crashes 70% of the time? Only fools would say yes. Number 15, the person has been unfaithful. Again, she's already set the precedent that she has no problems cheating. Oh, no, it was at one time. Right drink, right guy, right time, right man. Every woman is seducible. This is why you have to mate guard. And women deep down, Tradcon women know this deep down. This is why they agree. I won't do girls weekends. I won't go out late with my women, my women friends to bars. They know deep down women are fungible. So your job as the man is to prevent that, prevent you from being cucked. In the Muslim world, man, they mate guard like there's no tomorrow. Women, you're not going to go through this. Women, you're not going to go through this. They, they do it so well over there. Over here in the West, we're just so pussified. So if she's cheated on you, look, she's cheated on you one time, and you can really vet it through. It was one time she feels bad. She brought it up to you, and she's contrite, and you're married in a sacramental marriage. It's up to you. You can work it through. I mean, I know couples that have worked, out, worked through infidelity, and, and they're stronger than ever. If she's been having a six-month affair and you found out, and then she pulls the crocodile tears. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you because it's a tough situation because you might have kids with her and you're going to break up the family. It's a tough situation. That's the problem with marriage. That's why you got to make guard. You can't give her an opportunity to cheat on you. And women, unless they're sex addicts, like the equivalent of a male philanderer, will not cheat on you unless they don't respect you anymore. So that's something to remember. You always got to pass the shit test. Number 16, the person uses sex as a weapon. So in the past, or when you were dating, she's like, you know what? You didn't clean the garage. Or I guess maybe you're not living together. Hopefully you're not. Oh, I saw you looking at that girl at the, at the restaurant. No sex for a week. Hell no. Hell no. My wife does that crap? Mm-mm. 
she knows what's happening. Any woman I would marry, I would tell her up front. Sex is plentiful, 1 Corinthians 8. If you withhold sex, we know what's going to happen. We know what's going to happen. But how many women use sex as a weapon? Right? Oh, I have a headache, and it lasts for three months. And the guy just contends with it. He's fine. He's fine with it. Instead of saying, look, woman, you're breaking your vow, love, honor, and obey of loving. You need to put out. If you don't put out, here are the consequences. The problem is, with marriage, she has all the leverage, unless you signed a prenup. So what are you going to do? Divorce her and she's going to take half your assets? I mean, this is the problem with fault divorce, right? She has an affair. She has a lover every day of the month. You find out, she can divorce you and take half the assets. Or she has a lover every day of the month and she decides to leave you either way, she can take all the assets and the kids. I mean, no matter what, she can take all the assets and the kids and get alimony. So where's your leverage? You get some with prenups, but where's your leverage? You don't have any. So if she if she's like, you haven't had sex for a year, what are you going to do? Cheat? Okay, you could, right? She finds out, she divorces you, even though you, you have a legitimate reason to because she broke the vow first. Or you tolerate and not have sex. Or you become a porn addict. See, I mean, it's no good things. And this is the problem too with, with trad cons. A traditional conservative woman will be like, you know what, I'll give you sex plentiful forever. You don't know if that's going to be true 10 years later when you got three kids and she's tired and all hormonally bent out of shape. That's the problem with marriage. There's no guarantees. 17. Now we're in the emotional red flags. And we'll only do four of these because there's actually 10. <laughs> Emotional red flags, number 17. Person's been diagnosed with cluster B personality disorders. Okay, th this is an obvious one. So if she's been diagnosed or you suspect, so unofficially diagnosed as borderline, narcissistic, histrionic, or antisocial, get out. It's like in the Amityville horror movie when the, the house tells the, the demons, say, get out. You get out. You think that's going to change? You think it's going to get better? Her suicidal gestures when you're when you're wanting to leave her, like the borderlines do, or the I can't have you, nobody can, stalker type borderlines, or the narcissist who gaslight and discard. The histrionics are all like dee, 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 the ones who are yelling and all this. No way. I don't think we need to spend a lot of time on this. If she exhibits or has been diagnosed as any of those four, you have to leave. That marriage will be a nightmare. Number eighteen. Person's been diagnosed with any mental health disorder. Ooh, this one might be controversial because maybe you've been diagnosed with something. Bipolar, schizophrenia. Do you really want to be married to someone who's up and down? Someone who's hearing things, hearing voices say, kill, kill your spouse. They're all after you. You really want to be married to a schizophrenic whose life expectancy is like 30 years less? No. Now, some of you what would happen? What about depression and anxiety? If they're on antidepressants, higher rate of suicidal, homicidal ideation. If they're on the benzos for anxiety, we have video, we have episodes here on that. Benzos are very habit forming. Next thing you know, you you have a, a spouse who's addicted to um, you know Xanax, Ativan, whatever. It's a toughie. It's a toughie. Ideally, you want to marry a woman who's not on. on any drugs, but certainly any psychiatric medications, which is number 19. The person is taking psychiatric medications. Look, a lot of these drugs have very crazy side effects. And in addition to like weight gain, 
but sexual dysfunction, some of the SSRIs of sexual dysfunction, like anejaculation, the man can never ejaculate. Again, why are you putting these toxins in your body? Big Pharma is toxic. We have so many episodes here early on when this was Holistic Health News on this stuff. So yeah, if she's taken a, a, a drug for like, I don't know, Flomax for urinary issues or a hypertension drug or something, okay, maybe. But psychiatric drugs, no. Number 20, the last one we'll do today. The person is volatile or has had volatile relationships. You know what these are, the passionate ones. I love you. I hate you. I hate you. And you're throwing things at each other and then you're just yelling, yelling. You know, kind of Amber Heard, Johnny Depp had this kind of relationship. I hate you. I hate you. And then, and then like having sex on the, on the, you know, she throws her on the table and has sex with her. You know, people get off on that. Like the, the movie I Love You Man, the one with Jason Single and, and Paul Rudd where he's trying to find a groomsman to get married and he has no male friends. The, the, the best friends are played by John Favreau and, uh, God, that blonde. And they have that kind of relationship where they're just like yelling and all this, but then they, they have a good relationship, but they just are always yelling and throwing stuff and then they have great sex. No, this is all dramatized in the movies as being positive. But again, you don't want to be with someone who's volatile in general. Did you grow up with a volatile parent? You know what that's like. It's a nightmare to be with somebody who is not grounded. They're up and down, mercurial, as I used to say. Up and down, up and down, up and down. So if you've noticed that when you're in courtship, no. Or if she's told you, yeah, my husband, my ex-husband, and I, already red flag with the ex-husband, my ex-husband, and I, yeah, we used to do this and this and this and this. No. So these are red flags, 11 through 20. Last episode, we'll do 21 through 31, which are going to be the continuing of emotional red flags, and we'll do societal red flags. Yeah. So guys, again, it's really up to you how many of these red flags, but if you are dating a woman or, heaven forbid, married to a woman and she's already got 14 of these 20, get out. Guys, post an honest review. It would take you two seconds. It really helps with the algorithm to get this message out to other men. Stop their wedding. Save a man. There's two links in the episode notes. One for PayPal. Donate some shekels to defray the cost of hosting this podcast. Also, there's a link for Naturopathic Earth, the website. Go to the website and click on my two books on the right side. It takes you to Amazon. You can buy my two books, paperback or Kindle there. Or if you're on Amazon because you went through my links, anything that you buy within 24 hours, we get a 2% commission at no expense to you since we're Amazon affiliates. If you need some help from the web perspective, contact me over at clarity.fm and we can talk. And lastly, please, right now, subscribe and post an honest review for The Awakened Man. For the female holistic health apothecary, we have a we did an episode last week on or this week I interviewed a woman that's got OCD. It's a fascinating interview, and then Confessions of an Obese Child, which is a great podcast if you want to learn about my childhood, but also if you want to learn about addictions in general and childhood trauma. Until next time, take care. God bless. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time.